You're listening to a Monster Kid Podcast. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special message. How's it going, eh? Today's show on the Monster Kid Podcast Network is a classic. Hosted by two comedic geniuses who've watched way too much North American cinema from the 21st century. Mike Pisacano and Anthony Cilio. Entitled Cinemarketing, this podcast chronicles the heroic adventures of two latter-day consumers of film and the marketing surrounding them. Or, to use the correct 20th century terminology, losers. We hope you give it three thumbs up. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Can't you see? Just like flies, look out. Here comes a Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike. I'm Anthony. Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. <laughs> Peak in the level meter. That's what you've chosen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God, this is Audacity be... and I, we're going to have a hell of a time. This is going to be awful. Christ. All right. Well, it's happened. We're doing Spider-Man 2002. The I greatest always, movie of all time. I always knew that like when we started this show, I had a feeling like we would have gotten to this movie like within at least the first 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't our first episode. If it wasn't for Kangaroo Jack, I mean, I mean Spider-Man would have been it. I, there was a part of me that kind of wanted to save it. I'm like, oh, we can't come right out the gate with Spider-Man 1. But it's like, there's only so far that you can get without acknowledging it. Uh, especially because it was one of the first ones that we kickballed around because of all of the, uh, you know, the the stuff surrounding it that we'll get into. But also because we're on the, hot on the heels of the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, <laughs> which... Yeah, I, I'm not a fan this of this movie. It is not. Yeah. It, it, watching this just reaffirmed like all the things that I like about this movie and why I think that this new movie, like the way that it's using like the nostalgia for all those old characters and just kind of like MCUifying them is just kind of kind of icky to me and I don't like it. But going back and watching this movie, I was like, oh, wow, this is just such a pure experience. And also it is a Thanksgiving movie. This we're we're close to or somewhere around Thanksgiving. This uh, is one of the very few like we talk about like when what's a Thanksgiving movie? It's like planes, yeah, trains, planes, trains, and automobiles, automobiles yeah. obviously. And and then like what else you got? And then Spider Man has like two very iconic Thanksgiving. Even though the the scene at the at the parade, it's not the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But you, it's like a it, World Life Day or something. Yeah. It's Life Day. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it it is. Uh, it's comparable to Thanksgiving, especially. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's a Thanksgiving movie. You take they have a Thanksgiving dinner. It's 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 very. I am <clears throat> thankful for this movie. Exactly. I'm thankful exactly. that Sam Raimi got to make this movie. We're giving ourselves a break here. We're, we're watching a good movie for once. Yeah. So this movie directed by Sam Raimi, the King, the King. Yeah. God, the MCU could never, even though he is now directing uh, the Doctor Strange sequel. I can't wait to see that just because he's directing it and not understand any of it because I didn't see the 60 fucking Marvel movies and TV series that I need to watch just to understand the basic plot. Yeah, and, I, and listen, I have a feeling that it's like, oh, well, they're going to get Sam Raimi. He's going to do something really special. It's it's going to be the same time anytime they bring in a, a well-known director. They're just going to make it Marvel shit. Uh, <laughs> Chloe Zhao. <laughs> Chloe Zhao, R.I.P. Uh, movie stars, Tobey Maguire, Chris. Kristen Dunst, Willem Dafoe, James Franco, Cliff Robertson, Rosemary Harris, Elizabeth Banks, J.K. Simmons, 
and of course, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, the cream oh, of the crop. Yeah. Snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh god, who would have thought Macho Man Randy Savage would have been like one of the highlights of the movie? Yeah, he's he's just one of the most memorable things. But we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. here. So of course, movies produced but by anyway, Sony Pictures, Columbia yeah. Studios. Good job, Bravo. Yeah. The casting god. and uh, yeah, and also just like yeah the burying spider-man into the ground just milking it uh for all it's worth in the decades prior uh not prior uh in the decades following yeah Yeah. so there's a couple taglines a lot of taglines a lot of them are kind of just variations of each other dude there's like 10 of them i'm I'm, the first time i'm looking at the whole list holy shit yeah no so there's a a couple a, a lot of these were used on like you know different types of trailers and stuff there's i mean variations the the main gist of some of them is like the the phrase like go get ready to go for like a spin go for the ultimate spin he's gonna take you on a ride like that stuff like that uh with great power comes great responsibility also one of the big ones um, my favorite my favorite one a, a tagline that you cannot use today because it wouldn't make sense on may 3rd the entire world will connect to the web oh <laughs> uh, god <laughs> i fucking love that yeah, like sure. that should be the tagline for the new one <laughs> <laughs> this is my gift this is my curse which is like you know lines from that, the, the 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 monologue at the end this is my gift this is my curse literally sounds like a my chemical romance yeah. album that sounds like garbage yeah <laughs> movie was released on may 3rd 2002 and i want to know from you first up what was your first time seeing this movie because I, I don't remember you don't remember i don't know if i saw it in theaters but i definitely watched it on tv i had the dvd my cousin was a big superhero kid. I was never a huge superhero kid. My cousin loved Spider-Man, though. He got me into this movie. And, um, dude, I had the toys. I had the, the the DVD. I had shirts. I was all about Spider-Man after this movie. It was sick. But, no, I do not remember much seeing it. I remember seeing commercials on TV and thinking it looked cool. Like, on Nickelodeon, they would show commercials. But that's about it. Yeah, I saw this movie... I was about, I think, seven years old, and I saw it with uh, a very close childhood friend of mine who he will be appearing on a future episode in literally in the next two episodes he will be on for a for a specialty uh, of his. But uh, which surprisingly isn't Spider-Man one. But yeah, me and him, we were little kids. We saw it in the theater. I didn't know anything. I think it was probably like the first live action movie I ever saw. What was the first movie you saw in the theater? I here's the thing I don't remember entirely because I'm like I know I saw Monsters Inc. in the theater which came out a year before this I think I saw like 102 Dalmatians in the theater I think I fell asleep bow, wow, most you of be, it. Oh, God we should we, we should do the uh, the Glenn Close movie we do uh, both of them just do a yeah. double that'll be our first have, double feature episode yeah. uh, and I, I, I have a vague memory I think I saw Flubber in the theater I think that's the furthest back that I could think of but do I just a little remember. dance make a little flub yeah oh we're gonna we gotta do Flubber too I, this whole podcast is just talking about stuff we gotta do um, <laughs> but yeah no we saw this movie in the theater and I remember I wasn't like sold on the on on it like right out the gate because as a little kid I've never seen I thought this was the longest movie I ever saw in my life it's only like two hours flat and watching it nowadays it's like oh this yeah. is like the most perfectly paced you're in you're out action-packed like no fat on it whatsoever oh yeah they, but as you a, didn't trim the fat he eviscerated the fat. yeah but as a kid i remember because as a kid you have like no concept of like story structure or pacing so 
at the point when he beats the Green Goblin at the at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, I thought that was the end of the movie. I was like, all right, he beat the Goblin. He saved Mary Jane. Movie should be over now. And then it goes on for another like 50 minutes. And I yeah, was it's like, like another hour. After uh, that. That's 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 a mess. The first conflict. Yeah, that's I, like, I remember thinking I was like, wow, this is so long. And I also I was scared of the Green Goblin. So oh, we all was, were. We all were. That's one thing I definitely remember being afraid of the Green Goblin, just being afraid of the scary Halloween decoration himself, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and there's also a lot of like, you know, and no now that knowing that Sam Raimi famous horror director directed this movie it makes a lot of sense there's a lot of like weird like jump cuts and jump scares and shit that oh yeah like, there, there's there's moments where this movie just goes full evil dead and yeah. I fucking love it it's great yeah so this movie has such an extensive history of like having different rights holders and like different versions being put into production before we ended up with this version so Originally, the rights were with Roger Corman oh, in like the 1980s. Could you imagine a Roger Corman Spider-Man? Well, I mean, I'm just imagining the Fantastic Four movie, but it's which just is bad. <laughs> it's I, probably I, the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever had, though. That, that's true. Well, I, I'd say the original, the one from the early 2000s, I is think probably better, but not by much. Yeah, well, who, who knows? And the, and the Fant Four stick that that's gonna that's gotta get uh that's gotta get you gotta, some, gotta uh, get the treatment. A day of marketing is coming for that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was on. Yeah, so it would have been under Orion, and there was like vague ideas of like it would have like Cold War themes, and Doc Ock would be the villain. I don't think that really didn't amount to much to anywhere. And then the rights then moved over to Canon Films. What's a Canon Films? Canon Films. You don't know? They're like the. There's the documentary about them, Electric Boogaloo. They were like the cheesy oh, 80s yeah. action company. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. made schlock. They made like. All a lot of Sylvester Stallone action movies and yeah, yeah, no, and they I, did, I, I recall that documentary. Yeah, yeah, and they one of their big claims to fame is that they made Superman for the Quest for Peace. Yep, and that's why the budget was so stripped down and the effects are so bad. Um, but it was originally under them, and I think Toby Hooper at some point was also involved. But they the guys who I think that they got on. He didn't have an understanding of what Spider-Man was, and he thought that it was like the Wolfman, where like he would like transform into like a literal spider, and that <sighs> and they were, and they, yeah, we're going way further into like the body horror, dude. And stuff he like doesn't that. even need all he needs to do is pick up a comic. You don't even need to read it. Just look at the cover. That's a that's a guy in a suit. That's not a spider. Like I don't understand how you could get that wrong. Yeah. So then, in the later edition of the Canon Films movie that was getting. Uh, put around in production it was like peter parker got his spider powers from like some cyclotron experiment and with doc ock and they were originally thrown around the idea of doc ock being played by bob hoskins which i mean i i, I kind of want to see i would yeah <laughs> lauren bacall and our Catherine hepburn were being approached as for aunt may and I, Stan I, i'm gonna say it right now just as you say that i i've said it before i'll say it again and maybe i'm getting ahead of myself here aunt may cannot be hot I don't but, like these new movies putting fucking Marissa Tomei. When I hear Catherine Hepburn, I think, okay, that's an actress who has been traditionally attractive for most of her career. Yeah, but also at what in the eighties, Catherine Hepburn, she would probably have been old enough. Or, yeah, Marissa Tomei's old, old enough. No, to but be and also would have looked old enough. I don't but, know. I got. I don't know what Catherine Hepburn looked like in the eighties. Yeah. Anyway, and then also Stanley wanted to play the role of J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, uh, you know what? Let him have it. That would have been all right. I mean, he wouldn't have been a, he wouldn't have been J.K. Simmons. Let's be real, but he would. I, I could have seen. I could see it. I yeah. So then it. they the budget was around like fifteen to twenty million dollars that they were uh, in nineteen eighties money. Yeah, and then after the failure of Superman four, they ended up significantly slashing that budget, and then eventually shelved the idea because you can't make a Spider Man movie for less than that. And then 
James Cameron is approached for the idea to make a Spider-Man movie. And his idea is that Electro and Sandman would be the villains. And he had a scene, most probably the most infamous thing about the James Cameron uh, script of Spider-Man is that he has a scene where Peter Parker and Mary Jane fuck on the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. (laughs) Would you not kill to see that now? You got to stop being horny. (laughs) Superhero (laughs) movies should not be allowed to be horny after Batman Returns, but... But I think this should have happened. So, so, so you, you don't, you, so you don't like what Watchmen did either. No horny. <laughs> well, I feel like it would play out like that. Like Watchmen tried that, and look how it played out. It's just a fucking meme now. Nobody takes that scene seriously. So now that after Columbia has acquired the rights to Spider-Man, now we're in like the phase of like we're casting this movie that will eventually get made. The directors that they're circling around are Roland Emmerich, Tim Burton, Tony Scott, Chris Columbus, Ang Lee, David Fincher, John Dubon, and M. Night Shyamalan. I would see an Ang Lee Spider-Man movie. I mean, looking at what he did with the Hulk, I don't really know if I want to see that. Um, yeah. And I mean, I feel like... Like some of these are good directors, like David Fincher is a good director. I don't know if he would know what a Spider-Man. I don't know if I want to see his vision of Spider-Man, though. I don't think David Lynch made a Spider-Man. His movie would be he turns into the spider creature, like a a real Spider-Man. You know, when you think about it, Spider-Man is the most spiritual movie. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is Sam Raimi's most spiritual film. Elaborate on that. I will not. No. (laughs) No. Believe it or not, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll elaborate on that. No, I won't. Um. <laughs> so the casting considerations for Peter Parker, uh, even around when James Cameron was uh, making the idea, he had always quoted the idea of Leonardo DiCaprio as Spider-Man. Um, uh, I could see it. Yeah, especially 90s he's Leo. Too, he's also, too, you know, the problem is, though, he's a little too hot. That's another problem I have with the modern Spider-Man movies. Like, Andrew Garfield's too hot to be Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter and Parker even, needs to be ugly. Like, not ugly, he needs to be a dork. Yeah, and even Tom Holland, who's like, you know, he's he he looks like a little twerp, but like, he's, you know, he's, he's still kind of like a heartthrob, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then other actors who were courted were Freddie Prince Jr., Jude Law, uh, Chris <laughs> Klein, Wes Bentley, and Heath Ledger. <laughs> Did Freddie Prince Jr. turn it down because he was busy doing Scooby yeah. Doo? <laughs> I mean, it's a talking dog. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gotta be soon. It was a talking dog, you know what I mean? Uh, other actors who were who were auditioned for Spider-Man. James Franco had actually auditioned to play Peter Parker. Too hot? Too hot? Yeah, they they put him into the role of Harry Osborne. And also, Joe Manganiello uh, auditioned, and then he got cast as Flash Thompson. Mm. Mm. So yeah, again, too hot. You gotta get a fucking... Tobey Maguire, you can say whatever you want about Tobey Maguire, but he's ugly enough to be, to be Peter Parker. Uh, he's not ugly. Stop. He's, he's a dork. Not, he's he's a dorky. Looking. He's not ugly. Yeah, that's what you gotta need. That's what we were saying. Yeah, that's what you need. Casting considerations for Norman Osborn went around to Nicolas Cage, Jason Isaacs, John Malkovich, Jim Carrey. I feel the only like, person I would want to see in that is Nick Cage. I feel like Nick Cage now would be a great Green Goblin. I don't oh, know yeah. about at the time, but I think and and also Jim Carrey, I think, would have been a disaster. Um, yeah, they, they literally and Malkovich. Like, yeah. They had they had then later on tried to court Malkovich to play the vulture in Spider-Man four, which oh, never happened. That would have been sick. Yeah. Uh, but I, I listen, I wouldn't give up anything 
for Willem Dafoe as oh, the Goblin. No, like, no, <laughs> probably the best casting choice yeah. uh, of the, the early two thousands. Like, and other casting considerations: Kate Bosworth and uh, I think Kate Hudson were accorded for MJ, and Elizabeth Banks auditioned, but uh, she was deemed to be too old, so they gave her the role of Betty Brant in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I do uh, I do think also perfect mj casting don't yeah and i've i've said before i never really had like a crush on kirsten dunst mary jane at all when i was a kid but i don't know watching it again this time i was like i would take a bullet for movie one mary jane oh yeah just movie one not yeah two and three i don't know it's not there anymore the vibe is different yeah it's it's I, I don't know. She's still it's there. The allure it's, of the first movie. Exactly. It's like it's like the the unattainable nature. The unattainable nature of yeah. MJ in the first movie. This is getting weird. Let's yeah. move on. We're, we're becoming fucking simps. Yeah. I'm gonna turn into the Joker. I'm gonna turn into Evan Hansen. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into the Goblin. Me. It's me. MJ and, the, and I. The mask represents my horny. We're gonna have a hell of a time. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to now the post. The famous poster for Spider-Man 1. Not the one you're thinking of of him crawling on the wall, because that's a great one also. Oh, it's, it's excellent. But gets right to the point. The fame, the, the, the now famous pulled poster of Spider-Man. And in his eye, you see the reflection of the Twin Towers. Why'd they get rid of that one? Why did they get rid of that? Well, because in 2001, a little thing happened. That, what happens? Uh, well... Something that happened also is that in the original teaser for the movie, which I played at the end of the last episode, it was a little cryptic. I don't know if you didn't know what it was. I can't imagine that you would get what that is from audio. But the teaser trailer was a scene of a bank robbery where a bunch of armed thugs, they get away in a helicopter and then... They get pulled back and you're like, what are they doing? And then they're stuck in a giant web in between the World Trade Center towers. And then you zoom in and you see Spider-Man and Spider-Man swings around. And that's the that's the whole trailer. And then, of course, because of the 9-11 attacks, they didn't exist. Yeah, anymore. they realized not only just like, yeah, because there were movies where it's like just New York City skylines and they had to like digitally remove the Twin Towers out of the sake of there like, you know, Sesame Street book where Cookie Monster was eating the Twin Towers. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, we, we could do a whole special on just media impacted by 9-11. Yeah, that, honestly, a whole special episode. There's a lot of movies that we put on like our spreadsheet and the main crux of why they're there is because of like stuff relating to 9-11. So, yeah. but yeah, no, the, so yeah, so after, after 9-11 happened, this trailer was in theaters attached to Jurassic Park 3, American Pie 2, and Planet of the Apes. I mean, all bad movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it's the end of 2001, whatever, or like summer 2001, the big blockbusters that are out, attach them to those Spider-Man. But also, I think after 9-11 happened, they like truncated that original teaser because you go online now and there's like a 40 second Spider-Man teaser and it's just the second half of the trailer where it's just Spider-Man swinging around like none of the 9-11 prelude. Um, So I think that's also why the final shot of the movie is Spider-Man like hanging on the American flag like they had to do that. No, and it's also you can imagine the reason why they have all of the the New Yorkers throwing garbage at the Green Goblin. You mess with Spider-Man, you mess with New York. Yeah, You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Exactly. This is a very post 9-11 film yeah and and here's the thing under in a lot of circumstances that could be in a lot of regards it's very corny it's very like you know pro-america oh, yeah, patriotism but 
I don't know. I feel like in the moment of the movie, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of rousing. Like I'm like, yeah, you get them, goblin. Like, no more dead cops. No. That's from the Dark Knight. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so let's go through. So now the actual trailers that come out after that, and there's a lot of trailers. Uh, I'll play one of them right now. Not everyone is meant to make a difference, but for me, the choice to live an ordinary life is no longer an option. my life twice and I've never even seen his face. <gasps> you are amazing. So in a lot of the trailers, uh, there are a lot of similar, you know, beats and moments that a lot of the trailers hit on. Uh, a lot of them showing the upside down kiss. They're showing the shot of when Spider-Man saves Mary Jane and they're swinging and her hair is blowing the wrong direction. Uh, oddly, they show a lot of scenes, a lot of times of him pulling the mask off, but they play it in reverse. So it looks like he's putting the mask <laughs> yeah, on. It's, it's so very bad. <laughs> yeah, it's because so there was not a single shot in the movie. I realized like, wait. There's not a shot in the movie of like him putting the mask on. There's one shot during that montage where it's Spider-Man saving people where he just like walks across the screen and there's a bunch of like daily news headlines and he just like kind of looks at the camera and then puts the mask on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you are right. There is one, but I don't yeah, know why. They you can't really. I don't know if you could clip that for trailers. They could have isolated it. They could have been like, yo, Raimi, can you give us like the uh, layer that you used for that scene? We're yeah. just going to put it on in front of a, a New York backdrop. <laughs> Yeah, there's also a lot of sound bites that get reused in a lot of these trailers. There's the line when Mary Jane says, he saved my life twice and I've never even seen his face. There's the line of Uncle Ben saying, he's like, Peter, you're changing. I know I went through exactly the same thing. And Peter's like, not exactly. <laughs> that happened. No, no. See, that's see, that's the thing about new, the new Marvel type of humor where it's like that is their type of humor. Like, yeah, that just happened. Like that is that type of humor. But it was meant in this moment, I think in the trailers, it was meant to be like that ironic thing. But like, I don't know, in the movie, it's played out like it's just kind of like a natural flowing conversation. Like there's no beat for comedy. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's also the lines of, who am I? I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> and then there's a lot of shots of like that final swinging shot. Like the last shot of the movie is shown in all the trailers. Yeah. Um, and in later Spider-Man movies, like in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and stuff like that, where it's like, it's so it's egregious. Like, that's the last shot of the movie. They're showing the whole thing. But with this, it's like it's just kind of a generic swinging scene. You could kind of just place that anywhere. You wouldn't pick up it like, oh, that's the last shot of the movie. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it works for that. And also, I think that the trailers did at least a good job of like not spoiling much because it's just kind of vague, generic. It's just like Spider-Man origin. The Green Goblin's the bad guy. He's got a crush on Mary Jane. That's about it. Like they don't really get into more specifics. So uh, let's move on to. So there was a lot of cross promotion stuff that was uh, done with Spider-Man. This is, of course, there was like, you know, tie in Bonanza. And so one of the things uh, actually, I, I showed a little clip of it to you uh, before we sh started. There was a 2003 Spider-Man animated series called 
Spider-Man, the new animated series. Oh, it, it, it looks it was, horrible. It was aired on MTV. Neil Patrick Harris plays Spider-Man. And uh, it, the show literally looks like the bowling alley when you get a strike. You know you know how when people were shitting on uh, Wind Waker for cell shading, but they were just being idiots because it looked really good and it was timeless. And to this day, it still is one of the most beautiful games ever made. Yeah, this is none of that. This yeah, is terrible it, cell shading. Yeah, it, it looks feels sounds is 2002 it's like it looks very much it was like, outdated by the time it came out it looks very much like uh like a sims like sims characters walking around oh yeah it looks like fucking garbage bad um and there were also the other time products there was uh you showed me that on cereal there was a lot of spider-man cereal so there was a spider-man cereal that was spider berry flavored i don't know what the fuck that is but kellogg's does that a lot well they'll just take a movie and make a generic cereal they were the cereal pieces were shaped like little webs and then the big thing that i remember was there was a tie-in with other kellogg series you know apple jacks honeycomb was honeycomb no apple jacks and all the other shit fruit loops fruit loops where they came with a free spider-man web squirter it was a little plastic thing you put on your wrist and there was a little pump that you'd put in your hand and you shoot water and you'd shoot water you you would you would like spider-man shoot water out of your wrist i i had two of those at least yeah a couple of those yeah i remember yeah you know you know it's funny now whenever you like look back at like uh or media stuff where or even nowadays where people talk about cereal it's like oh the prize and there's no such thing as a fucking prize in a cereal box anymore yeah there isn't (laughs) no they don't do that anymore it's it's a damn shame the closest thing you have to a prize is the fucking maze on the back of the box the fucking captain crunch maze that's been the same since 2002 (laughs) the same fucking maze yeah the worst the least they could do is put a new maze on there every couple months just put a new maze a word search yeah give someone give some struggling artist a job making the new maze on the back of a cereal box because all of these <laughs> some of these have not changed since i was like i was i remember being like a little little kid and like doing the word searches on the back of his captain crutch I, you I, were a bored kid I, like I, I, I woke up every morning i had my bowl of cereal and then i got went to school i had breakfast every day that's how I I know a lot of these kids who just like they wake up and they just go to school. Well, I, kids these days wake up, hit the jewel, have a fucking iced coffee and a and just go to school on that. Yeah. Nicotine and caffeine, baby. Yeah. Kids today, they, they scare me. Uh, I don't yeah, know I'm, a little, I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Well, I had a little girl. I'm afraid because they could destroy me. <laughs> I had a little girl in one of my uh, tutoring sessions today. She was like six years old and she said that she watched the Michael Myers movie. I'm like, you're six years old. Why are you watching this? I, I can't. The, the kids talk about watching Squid Game and they're like 10. My parents barely let me watch this movie because it was PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, but anyway, so there was the other, other speaking of the web swinger toy. I I distinctly remember one of the famous tie-in product toys, the Spider-Man web slinger toy that shot silly string. Yes. I it did. also came with a water thing where you could shoot water because, and that's what I shot most of the time because no way was I going to get my parents to buy more silly string for that thing. I used all the silly string in one afternoon, covered my backyard in silly string, and that was it. The toy went in the closet and it never got taken out again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, of course, there is the Spider-Man... The video game, oh. PS2 era, those those commercial those, and on the DVD they have a th- first three levels walkthrough of the Spider-Man. I game. never got past the second level. Yeah, the all one- I remember is the first level was a tutorial, and Bruce Campbell was the voice, and it was fucking cool. 
And then the second level was just you're in a warehouse and it's like it turns into one of those where the fuck do I go kind of games. And it's like, oh, yeah, and, one of these. And, he, and I remember watching this. I never had this game. Spider-Man Two, the game was my shit. That I was the, that was one of the best games. One of the best movie tying games ever made. Uh, oh, God, I it was so great. But I never had the first game. And you know why I hated the idea of the first game? Because I hated the swinging. I hated the way that the swinging looked where it's just generic touch to the sky, just swinging or straight line. I needed Spider-Man Two. You you actually connect it to the buildings. You can make combos and stuff in the air while you're swinging. I needed that stuff. I don't want any of this generic swing in a straight line bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and you can't touch the ground. Yeah, yeah, if you touch the ground, you die. So, yeah, so I never had the Spider-Man 1 game, but I had the DVD of the movie and I would watch that walkthrough tutorial a bunch to give me like vicariously the feeling that I'm playing this game. But That's kind of sad, Mike. It, you could have just went and rented the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> like literally $8 could have got you a weekend. <laughs> like, come yeah. on. I was one of those kids where it's like everything was wait for your birthday, wait until Christmas type of deals. No, I, I was a part of the family of my father. Like, all right, weekend's coming up. I want you to shut the hell up. We're going to go rent a video game and you'll that'll be your weekend. <laughs> But, you yeah, know, I watched this this uh, tutorial and it's not even like it's that helpful. Like it just tells you what the plot of the level is. Yeah, tell the second like, level. I wish I had it because it tells you how to beat the level. It tells you what you have to do because the game, it's not very clear, at least as a kid, what to do. Yeah, I mean, it tells you like where there's like a power up behind like a box or something. And it's like, OK, <laughs> but there's not it's not really all that helpful. And, and then the, the narrator is just the best. I'll, I'll definitely play a clip of the narrator. <laughs> Spider-Man, hints and tips for the first three levels. Level one, search for justice. In search of information on the whereabouts of your uncle's killer, you encounter the deadly Skull Gang. Using your web compass to guide you, you web sling to the rooftops to face the Skull Gang head on. And also, fast food tie-in. I wanted you to take a guess. I'm like, Mike, there was a fast food tie-in. There had to be. Not McDonald's. This isn't a McDonald's type of movie. Wendy's? Fuck Wendy's. This had to be a Burger King type of movie. I was like, oh, Burger King had to have the tie-in. Burger King had Spider-Man 2. Okay. So who had Spider-Man 1? Did some digging. Spider-Man will only take his mask off for one thing. that two things the hardy's six dollar burger put one in your mouth before seeing spider-man in theaters may 3rd six dollar burger only 3.95 at hardy's carl's jr slash hardy's yeah, which I, isn't even a national chain there's like one in new york and it's in like manhattan yeah i never even <clears throat> knew that hardy's had toys like even back when all fast food places had toys believe it or not hardy's had the nickelodeon license back in the day Weird, because also Burger King did as well. Yeah, yeah, this was before Burger King had the license. I'm talking about when when Nicktoons first came out, like the early '90s. Hardee's had the license. Very odd. And then the Subway had the uh, the Nick Junior. I'm guessing. Oh yes, my God, the Blue's Clues Subway meal. Please, I gotta play a commercial for that just for context for people who don't watch this shit on a daily basis like us. Agreeing is easy. With every kids pack, you get one of four toys from the Nick Junior hit show Blue's Clues, like birthday blue, tickety talk, mailbox, or handy dandy notebook. Subway, it's the way a sandwich should be. <laughs> I love that. The only podcast we're gonna be talking about Spider Man and get a Blue's Clues. Subway. Oh boy, Ed, this is chaotic. I love yeah. it. But yeah, so second week in a row, 
we have an appearance on VH1's I Love the New Millennium. <laughs> the first thing that they talk about in the 2002 episode of I Love the New Millennium is Spider-Man. Spider-Man Spider was... We had Superman in the 1980s. We had Batman in the 90s. And the new millennium brought about Spider-Man. And there was, of course, the part one of the guys had to bring up the part where you see Kirsten Dunst's nipples poking through the shirt during the rain scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of, a lot of little kid boners that you didn't know what to do with in that scene. I'm just trying to imagine the audition process for Kirsten Dunst. Great reading. Love it. He really nailed it. Now, can you get your nipples to shoot out about four inches each if we pour some water on you? Because there's this one scene. And then the only other thing, this movie, it did have a bit of a longevity because a couple of years later, when superhero movie came out, uh, Spider-Man 1 is the kind of the template for the plot of the movie and like where a lot of the sources of uh, the Drake Bell. Drake Bell is noted child molester. Drake Bell. Yeah. Oh, God. Disgraced musician and Nickelodeon star Drake Bell. Yeah. And it's a couple product placement tie ins. So there's a famous uh, note of Dr. Pepper uh, in the movie when Peter's practicing his webbing powers in his room and there's like. Dr. Pepper can on full display and he's like webbing it. He webs it to himself. Yeah. And he's like webbing around his room. And don't forget, this is a Sony movie. So you see Sony product yeah. quite a bit. Uh, was Bio. Samsung and Singular tied with Sony at the time? No. But there was not only was there, there's a very specific Singular ad with Spider-Man. Which is on the VHS. Yeah, they put it on at like the beginning of the opening uh, trailers. But on the DVD, they have like a compilation of all of like the TV spots and uh, promotional materials. And there was a commercial, a singular commercial where it's like a black and white image of like, you know, the, the United States map. And it's like clips from the movie of Spider-Man swinging around. And it's like, we cover the nation. Blah, yeah, blah, and blah. he makes he covers the nation in web, like the United States and shows a big web. It's a cool commercial. I like it. Yeah. And it's very early 2000s, like a. Uh, black and white like indie rock style Talk about covering the nation nobody does it better than singular wireless with the simplest and most affordable rate plans in the country singular wireless what do you have to say jump on the web for the best wireless plans around from singular yeah, speaking of uh, mid-2000s indie rock style the soundtrack for this movie i mean if i bring up the music from this movie and the first thing you think of what do you think of there's a save us uh, dude i'm glad that it wasn't actually in the movie like it was just the end <laughs> credits but they made it seem like it was an integral thing like it's on all of the commercials there's a music video bonus feature for it at the in the on the dvd and you know Nick fitting Rex. name chad kroger <laughs> yeah you know what else is funny now i people are like there's i see on tiktok now people are like speculating like when toby Maguire shows up in no way home and it's like they're playing the the chad kroger i need a hero to save it's like one what a horrible theme song to be associated with and to have it be like what are you talking about this song's great what's wrong with you it's better than the sum 41 song yeah which it doesn't even really have anything to do with like a spider-man yeah because there was one yeah the sum 41 had also had a music video on this dvd and like it, it was on the soundtrack it was i don't know what scene it was in it wasn't it was just one of those end but it has like things. nothing to do with spider-man yeah this was back in the day where they made like the album was like 
music inspired by Spider-Man. And it's literally just like a bunch of artists just throwing their trash singles on one album uh, you know that what have it, tangentially nothing to do with each other. And the worst part is it has the old Spider-Man theme. So, you know, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, but it doesn't have the Ramones cover. I would think a movie like this would have the Ramones cover of the Spider-Man theme. I think I could be mistaken. I think that Spider-Man 2 has it in the end credits. Does it? Yeah, it's actually in Spider-Man Far From Home, I think. Yeah, okay. Well, I was mistaken. I thought Raimi knew his shit, but I guess not. Or maybe they just couldn't get the rights. Yeah. All right, so that's a lot of the, the pre-release uh, stuff and all of like, the other additional tie-in stuff. Uh, we're going to take a little break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about the actual movie, even though we've kind of talked about it a lot uh, so far. We, and I, we'll I, I'll talk about it till the end of time. Yeah. Well, all right, we'll take a little break. I'll play some of those classic uh, old nostalgia commercials in here, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Spider-Man. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. Critics are calling Spider-Man absolutely amazing, unforgettable, wonders to behold. Four stars, thumbs up. Pure spun gold. Spider-Man is an action-packed blast. It's incredible. You have to see this movie to believe it. Spider-Man, rated PG-13. Now playing in theaters everywhere. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. You can be the first to own one of the biggest movies of the year. If somebody told you I was just your average, ordinary guy, somebody lied. Watch out! Loaded with exciting games, lots of fun, and awesome action. Wow. Spider-Man. Also available in a limited edition gift set. Friday, November 1st on DVD and video. Rated PG-13. All right, and we're back from break. All those classic uh, commercials. Like, honestly, like, what, like, this was the most nostalgic that I felt doing, like, all commercial and trailer research because, like, I watched all the shit when I was a kid. Like, I had to watch. And on the DVD, where it has, like, all the playlists of all the TV spots and all of the trailers and stuff, I would just sit there and watch all that shit. <laughs> and I would also do that for, like, other movies, like the Star Wars prequels that I had DVDs for and, like, other things around that time that had stuff like that on there. But yeah, no, it was it was great. I think that DVD bonus features. I, I go on this every time. They're a lost start. Yeah, and, and I I also think it's like they should pack all of the fucking promotional material and shit like that. I think they used to do that back in the day, but now it's just like yeah, put any sort of like ad material like all the TV spots, just put it in a the playlist on the Blu-ray. Dude, the least they could do is at least have the same features that were on the DVD. Yeah, some of them like I think on the Blu-ray that I have now. They removed the Spider-Man video game walkthrough, which I'm like, I get it. That game's not relevant anymore, but I'm like, I would at least like to still have it on there. Yeah, I don't know. Should, and it's Blu-ray. You, you all all Blu-ray should do, honestly, is you should copy over the DVD, upscale it, right? Obviously have a higher quality version of the movie, but just copy the DVD, then add on to it. Don't take away. <sighs> I know rights and all that shit is hard. You know, sometimes you can't do it, but they should find a way. Yeah, like Drake Bell. Yeah, God, uh, <laughs> we didn't, didn't Drake Bell play Spider Man at some point? He had to have Drake Bell Spider Man in some cartoon. He definitely played Spider Man. Michael, according to the Spider Man wiki, 
In 2011, Drake Bell was cast as the voice for Peter Parker in the 2012 animated series Ultimate Spider-Man. He reprised the role in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, replacing Josh Keaton. Hmm. He was the voice of Spider-Man in Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel. Oh, boy. And he was also in the Avengers Assemble TV series. So, so he did have a... And Hulk and Agents of Smash. So he did have an extensive run as Spider-Man. Yes. So that wasn't just some, like, random, like... Uh, they should have got Josh to play the Green Goblin. Yeah. You give me headaches! Headaches! headaches. <laughs> God, no. Hug me, brother! He could be Doc Ock also. He's yes. fat enough. <laughs> Hello, Drake. <laughs> but yeah, so me and you, we watched this movie together uh, again a few days ago. And it's a movie, like we said, we, we've watched it constantly as kids. We probably memorized it. Oh, as yeah. a- well, like we said before. Raimi did not trim the fat on this movie. This movie's like Wagyu beef. The fat is inside of it, and it just makes it juicy and luxurious. There is nothing to be missed in this film. No, the, the editing is impeccable. Like, not even just, like, the Raimi-isms of, like, you know, the quick cuts and, like, the, you know, like, the, the, the horror movie jump scare edits and stuff like that. And, like, the, oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No, the, the pacing. It's pacing. so perfectly paced. The movie starts. We, we see. We get the idea. Peter Parker's a nerd. They're on a science experiment. He gets bit by the spider right there. We don't have a fucking forty-minute interlude where we have to wait for him to get bit by the spider, and then we gotta watch him get his powers. And then we're like an hour and thirty minutes in the movie. No, and then he took. He, no. he has his powers by like twenty minutes in the movie. Yeah, it's like we we we're in we're out. We get the idea what Spider Man is, and you know what? I think that that it's such a smart way to go about it because. Reading all of like the the previous iterations of like they were trying to like m- figure out what to do with Spider Man like those old like iterations where it's like oh we gotta he's gonna be like this body horror thing or we're gonna have this thing it's like everybody was like trying to like reinvent the wheel with Spider Man but the wheel hadn't even been invented yet it was it, it, dude gets bit by a spider he gets spider powers that's it that's right. that's the movie no need to overcomplicate it Sam Raimi knew exactly that it's like and also we're watching these bonus features we'll talk about the bonus features later but. You get the sense that, like, I feel like when nowadays, whenever they get, like, a director to, like, be on board with, like, one of these superhero movies, it seems like they always have to pretend oh, that yeah. they care see, about the material. Seeing Chloe Zhao get interviewed, and she's like, oh, I've always wanted to, I love Eternals. Yeah, fuck you, you didn't know what Eternals was? Who the yeah. fuck knew what the fuck the Eternals were? Yeah, and no, but don't uh, lie. But, but then you but see then, Sam Raimi interviewed, and he's like, yeah, I had a Spider-Man poster above my bed, I read all the Spider-Man comics, I love it. Like, he's a guy who sounds like he knows his shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and also in comparison, like, in those interviews, they, like, Tommy McGuire and of course and Kirsten Dunst they were talking I was like yeah no I never really I never read comics before this I didn't really care and then they're like but Sam Raimi he was a big he loved all this and and, and I feel like when you're watching this movie you really do get the sense that like he he wanted to like do right by his hero like he felt yes. like he had to like you know he had like an obligation to make this movie good to like you know please his childhood self yeah and he seemed like he was having honestly the time of his life I'd been reading Spider-Man ever since I was a little kid and um for my 12th birthday, my folks paid a local artist uh, probably like 30 bucks to do a painting of Spider-Man, which I hung above my bed. You know who else seems like they're having the time of their life? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. This man is unhinged. He's fucking wild. And I don't think that we need to oversell how great he is as the Green Goblin. Like, we, we were doing that throughout 
the whole like beginning half of this one but he's so much fun he's so goofy and wacky and i know there's a lot probably a lot of people who are like oh he's too silly i can't take him seriously i'm like he's a superhero comic book villain and he knows it like it's great i feel like nowadays it's like they're trying to like be like way too self-serious where it's like oh like he's he's the hero that broke spider because it's like the, the mythology of the goblin where it's like oh he kills gwen stacy and it's like oh he's like the biggest villain there is and he looks like there's this tragic thing it's like yeah there is but it's like and this movie also has that like there is like a tragic connection with like peter and norman and like that mentor father son connection but he also doesn't he knows that it's like it's a funny book it's a movie based off of a funny book they're over the top they're cartoon characters that's why we love them that's why we love willem dafoe and jk simmons and even even fucking doc ock Ock, all these characters like they're they know that they're playing live action cartoon characters that is what they are and it's great and i also i I think that the moments where it's like Willem Dafoe is like and he's talking to himself in the mirror and like the voice changes like that stuff is like, we kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, also back to the bonus features, the gag reel, the outtakes, most bloopers and outtakes. I don't really care. Like, it's not that interesting. This movie has the best blooper reel of any movie I've ever seen. And it's all because of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, they got to be on YouTube. You got to see them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're wild. I'm, I'm putting in a couple of clips of Willem Dafoe just going apeshit. God, it's true. Oh, what do I do? I it up. <laughs> that is a man having the time of his fucking life. <laughs> He's just cackling and screaming, and it's great. I love it. Uh, but yeah, and also the yeah the progression of the movie where it's like when. Like it's a thing now where it's like anytime they're like, oh well, Spider-Man origin, we have to see Uncle Ben die again for the fiftieth time. But it's like this is the movie that like this this is the template now. Like this is like what all Uncle Ben scenes have to live up to, and I don't think any of them do. The Andrew Garfield movie doesn't live up to this, and it's like I actually genuinely think like it's extremely sad when he when he dies. Yeah, yeah, it 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 gets exactly the emotion. It elicits the emotion it's supposed to. No, and and of course, coming right after the fucking Macho Man Randy said, Bone Saw is ready. Oh, he got you for three minutes. Yeah, this also this wrestling scene, the the absolute wild monstrosity of this wrestling scene, where it's like they're just gonna have like an open call wrestling uh, that was in the comic though wasn't it i know but it's just funny to think about exactly exactly like i said mike it's a funny book it's it's wild it's stupid you know what else is really uh uh, it's really insane uh just how bloodthirsty the audience is in this round they're chanting kill him oh yeah and they want to see a murder yeah and and also you know the moment when all of the uh when bone saws like you know girls are like you know yeah they're like the booth babes or whatever and they're they're like talking shit in his face like your bone saw's gonna eat you up and spit you out little man like it's so mean there's one part where one of them hands bone saw of 
a fucking crowbar and says, kick his spider ass. <laughs> like that's going to like the, the chair is one thing that'll hurt. The crowbar is going to kill him. <laughs> You're going to murder this man. God, yeah. Disgusting. It's, oh God. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I want to ask, how do we feel about the CGI? How do you think that that holds up? It doesn't, but you know what? I feel like this movie's charming enough where it's not in your... Here's the thing. There are certain shots that look really bad. Him running across the rooftops looks really bad. The worst, everyone, the one everyone points out, are the balloons at the parade. They look pretty fucking bad. Mm. But there are shots that look really good, like the up-close shots of the spider on his skin, or when it's zoomed out, and you see there's shots where it's like zoomed out, and you see the spider on him, and the spider's clearly CG, but it looks pretty convincing. Yeah, I mean, they did use a lot of real spiders they on did. set. So. They did. But I, I don't know. I think, I think yes. Does it hold up? No. Is it an issue? No. I no. feel like it's it's it doesn't, it's not too, I don't know. Yeah, I also think that it helps that a lot of the action, a lot of the choreography and fighting in the sets are practical. Yes. And I also think that one issue, one area in which the, the special effects definitely hold up is the swinging around the city scenes. Those are still like, oh, the swinging scenes look great. Yeah, I'm talking like the 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 when he first gets his powers and he's like parkouring across yeah. the buildings. That doesn't look good. Yeah, and he's jumping across. Yeah, it does look a little a little a little weird. But it's also and also the I think that the the, the worst in, instance of the CGI in the movie is when he's like chasing Uncle Ben's killer and he's like wearing like the the wrestling suit and like you could tell the CG on that on that when it's swinging around that it's a little more obvious because like you have like his human eyes that you're looking at and you're like, ah, oh, that looks a little cartoony. Yeah, when yeah. he's in the Spider-Man suit, he, he doesn't. Yeah, there, you can't like see the eyes. So it, so it works well. It's just a flat color. Yeah. And I also can imagine that they just had him like, you know, a real person just like for models swinging around. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For some reason in that, in that uncle Ben chase scene, it looks a little too much like a video game. Um, but let's see. Also, we can't overlook JK Simmons. Oh, please. He's he's one of the greatest casting decisions. He's so good that they had they, they, they still haven't got rid of him. They didn't have a J. Jonah Jameson in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was literally like an email like he. Yeah, we didn't see they didn't have an actor or something. And then in the new MCU movies, they just get J.K. Simmons back because they know we like we can't replace him. He's yeah. too he's too timeless. And, you know, will he do it? Yes, of course, yeah. he'll do it. You know what I wanted to ask you about? I was thinking of like the only other actor that I could honestly see playing who, who at the time at least would have played a good J. Jonah Jameson. And it and honestly, it, it it's a good thing that it didn't happen and it's not like it ever would have. But I was I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately and I think Michael Richards Kramer would have been a, oh a pretty good J. Jonah Jameson. Peter, I need those pictures now. I got a set at the Laugh Factory tonight. Uh, you know, Jerry, I, I needed some of my pictures of Spider-Man, you know? That's, uh... <laughs> he refuses to uh, put put uh, stories about police brutality in the Daily Bugle because he doesn't believe they exist. Oh, but Peter, we got to back the blue. <laughs> yeah, that would be something Michael Richards would fucking do. God, let's just recast... Jason Alexander. Yeah, let's just recast uh, Spider-Man with Seinfeld characters. Jason Alexander is Doc Ock. Sure, why not? Um, Jerry is... Jerry would be, uh, he could be Spider-Man. He'd be Peter Parker. Elaine is Mary Jane. No, Newman is Doc Ock. Yeah. So I think Mr. Peterman would be would be Norman Osborn. I'm just picturing, hello, Peter. 
Hello, Newman. <laughs> oh. No, Miss. No, wait. Uncle Ben would be Jerry Stiller, and Aunt oh. May would be uh fucking George's mom. Oh, y- y- please, Peter. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> oh, comes, shut up! Don't listen to him. Comes comes in, sees all the web. I co- I go out for a quart of milk. I come home with my son using his body as if it were an amusement park. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, we've watched a lot of Seinfeld. Uh, it's not <laughs> oh, healthy. But it, oh, also, uh, I should bring up while we're talking about J.K. Simmons. Uh, the other yesterday, I went to the Museum of the Moving Image, and at the gift shop, I bought a little film strip, and I put an image on the uh, Cinema Marketing Podcast Instagram on the story. I bought myself a little film strip of Spider-Man One, and it is J.K. Simmons, just you know, with a I, cigar in his mouth. Just talking. the worst part is, I went today. Just because I saw you went, I'm like, man, it's been a while since I've been to the museum, the moving image in Queens. I went, they didn't have any more. No, yeah. All they had was all they had was Gone with the Wind. You're a good man, Charlie Brown, and then they had yeah, like Ghostbusters. They didn't have Ghostbusters. They had literally Gone with the Wind, some Charlie Brown movie, and then uh, I think they they, didn't have anything cool. They they had some Star Wars. They didn't have any of that when I went. They had Uh, nothing left. They was only picked clean. But yeah, I think that this movie, I, I've always liked this movie a lot, but I, I'll admit, as a kid, I did have to like warm up to this movie a little bit because, again, seeing it in the theater, it was a lot to take in. It was a little bit intimidating and I didn't I didn't I wasn't fully on board with it, but You're I watched intimidated it. by a man who wears underwear on the outside acting like a spider. Well, the Green Goblin was a scary man, and the movie oh, yeah. was. And True. I said the movie felt like it was really long. Like I was like, "Wow, this is a long movie." I don't know how I'll check. I watch it I, I, on DVD though. I watched it a bunch, and I grew to love it as well. Honestly, and, iconic release on DVD. I feel yeah. like everybody for a lot of people, this was like their first DVD. Yeah. And and, and I think Spider Man Spider Man Two I I loved instantly from the get go. That was like my favorite. Yeah. And I still think one thing we always say Spider Mike is more of a Spider Man Two guy. I love Spider Man Two. I'm a Spider Man One guy. Yeah. I am so much more nostalgic for Spider Man One than Spider Man Two. I I honestly I don't blame it. Like I think that going throughout like my whole life i've always liked spider-man 2 way more than the first one i think it's just because i don't know i think after like you know you've seen the origin story once it's like all right let's get through this a little bit but honestly after not watching it for a couple years it's like it's still just like you know fresh it plays like a great it just plays like you know a good story um but watching it again this time this might be the most I've ever liked this movie watching it this past time. Maybe it's because I was here. We were watching it with you. We were like laughing at about all the, all of the great memes and gags that have come out of this. We had like, I don't know. We had like, you know, whatever fast food we were ordering. It was a great time. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. It was a good, like comfort watch. And that's the, that's the best way I could try this movie. It's comfy. Yeah. This also, is a comfy movie. Yeah. I've also, it's, it's very warm and like comforting because I feel like recently, whenever I watch movies, even movies that I like, I get to a point where I'm like, all right, this is getting a little bit long. I'm ready for this to be over. With this, I'm like, I, I'm sitting here watching. I'm like, I can't believe it's over already. Yeah, this that's. I want to watch this- it. I wanted to watch it again, like immediately right after. And you I sound don't like f- a Ro- you sound like a Roger Ebert review. Yeah. I wanted to watch it again and again. Two no, thumbs up. Two, it is. It is. This movie turns me into a fucking like generic film critic. A.O. Scott review. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's a rip roaring good time. It's like yeah, I'll say that shit. I, I don't say that shit about anything. I'll say that about this movie. Uh, like oh, it's a, a defining movie of our generation. Yeah, it I is. agree a hundred percent. Speaking of that, how were the reviews when this movie came out? So the reviews for Spider Man one on rotten tomatoes this has a 90 percent certified fresh rating of course 
It has 244 reviews in total, 219 fresh, 25 of them are rotten. So there are 25 people who need to be killed. (laughs) God. (laughs) Critics consensus, not only does Spider-Man provide a good dose of web-swinging fun, it also has a heart thanks to the combined charms of director Sam Raimi and star Tobey Maguire. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel like uh, Sam Raimi and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam Raimi is really, he's the glue that holds us all together. Like, it's honestly like, it, it is such an uncompromised director vision that, like, we do not see in superhero movies anymore. Yeah, I remember we were watching the movie, and you're like, wow, this is really good. I'm like, yeah, Mike, it's almost like Sam Raimi's a good director or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it's also just because I've been just so, like, beaten down by, like, modern superhero movies. And, and, and even so, like, a lot of modern superhero movies, like every new Marvel movie. Yeah, Marvel out, released gets, their first openly rotten movie. Yeah. Yeah, like all of these movies, they have like 90% certified freshes on there and they're all like the same level of mid. And it's like, all right, I guess, is this what we're like accepting as like, you know, excellence? But like you watch this movie, and it's like, no, this is a movie that actually deserved it. And it also feels like this is a movie that's like it didn't feel like at the time there wasn't like a superhero movie template where it's like, no, they didn't uh, feel the same where it's this like this was the first like what came before this besides well, the I mean, Superman movie? Yeah, I think that this is most heavily inspired by like the Richard Donner Superman uh, movie, at least but the first a, one. I think, yeah, like, but it's I in the same spirit. More, it's like, but this is more of a modern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like definitely in that same spirit, like that same like kind of corny, but like also like, you know, hopeful and optimistic, which I think is what superhero movies need to be. I think that we got to get away from like the ironic postmodern like interpretation of superheroes where it's like they have to be sarcastic and quippy and they have to like be like, you know, retroactively yeah. embarrassed and about also like, goofy the, and, stuff in karma and the, the comic stakes books. every superhero movie now is like the universe is going to be destroyed what's this one green goblin's going to kill his girlfriend and there's a bus of kids that's the stakes there's a bus full of kids yeah can we just like leave it like that can they save a city why yeah. do they have to save the universe yeah uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's getting exhausting like i want simpler shit like this this is so simple like green goblin's going to kill your girlfriend that's it. It's personal That's the movie. emotional stakes. It's great. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Um, and now we move over to Metacritic. This movie has a 73 rating on Metacritic. Ooh, it should be. Metacritic is more is based on like the overall rating average. So it's still too low. Yeah. <laughs> 32 uh, positive reviews and six mixed. There's not a rotten or negative review on Metacritic. Okay, you win. You win this time, Metacritic. The best review uh, it's hard to recall the last time a big ticket summer movie delivered so fully on its promise. Sean Levy of the Oregonian, 100 out of 100. Gotta love Oregon, man. I love Oregon. They yeah. know what they're doing there. And then the worst review, and I'm not surprised that it came from this person. <laughs> Perhaps the real question then isn't how you update Spider-Man, but why you would even try. Introduced in 1962, the original superhero helped to initiate the age of modern comic books. Raimi hasn't figured out how to reconfigure him for the blockbuster age, and there are suggestions. Well, what are those suggestions? Manola Dargis of LA Weekly gave it a 50 out of 100. I've actually met her. She did like a, she did like a, uh, what's it called? Like some sort of presentation at one of my like college journalism courses. What'd she do the presentation on why Spider-Man sucks? Oh, God. Uh, what, but- did, what did she do the presentation on? I'm genuinely curious. Uh, I think we watched the we watched the movie Room Two Thirty Seven, which is the documentary about like The Shining. And did you say that that was? Didn't you not like that one? I think it's a fun like weird experiment of like how people interpret art. But like yeah, you know, if you go in believing any of it, I'm like I don't know, you, you might need to be put on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sitting there, if you're the sitting there, thin- review that is the best review of Room Two Thirty Seven. Yeah, if I've s- ever heard. Please put that on your letterbox. Yeah. yeah, if you if you're sitting there thinking that uh, Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landing. 
ending or yeah, that please like please put this on your letterbox <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is insane no but no it's fun. but yeah no i i honestly like yeah what she said well first off the review I don't just understand what her issue is what's her deal that it's not it, it, it i think it's the idea that like this movie feels like qualities and characteristics of like 1960s comic books but i'm like that's a good thing about the movie like i love that like because the thing is like it's it feels like oh it hasn't been updated for modern age i'm like yeah you know what movie- happens when you update things for modern age you get riverdale you know how shitty that is? You don't want to do that. No, but also what you end up doing is like, I feel like what a lot of the MCU stuff is that like they're too overly topical and modern and it's like referencing it meme. Yeah. yeah, it dates it. This is a timeless movie. Yeah, I can't wait until five years when people are still laughing at the what are those in fucking Black Panther, right? Yeah. That's totally not going to die. Uh, the movie's opening weekend made $114 million, and it was the highest grossing opening weekend of all time at that point. It was the first movie to cross a $100 million opening weekend, which and now at this point has been fucking usurped like th- triple. Like, yeah, which I think by that, some Marvel bullshit. Yeah, the, the, the new record holder, of course, fucking Avengers Endgame at like $350 million worldwide. Uh, but or but uh the, yeah the movie that uh ended up taking the crown as the highest grossing after Spider Man is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest which great yeah a deserving movie to 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 take that Excellent title film. even though I think Spider Man is a lot better but. no I I think so too but I said you know Black Pearl is you know yeah, great it's the second movie. Oh, I'm sorry. The second one, but yeah. both of both the first and second one are great. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, this movie stays at number one for two weeks until uh, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones opens, which to be expected. It's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um. The budget of the movie was 130 million dollars, and its total domestic U.S. gross was 403 million dollars, and it's still the 35th highest grossing movie of all time. Good number, 35. Good number. Yeah. And. The total worldwide gross is eight hundred and twenty one million dollars worldwide. So as far as Spider-Man all time uh, domestic grosses, this is still the highest grossing Spider-Man movie in America. Uh, Far From Home is second at three hundred and eighty million dollars. And as far as worldwide gross goes, uh, Far From Home is the highest grossing worldwide at $1.1 billion. Uh, and Spider-Man 3 is at $890. And then These Spider- are adjusted for inflation, right? No, just flat release. Just, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. And so of 2002, it, domestic gross, it was the highest grossing uh, movie of 2002 domestically. Uh, it was number three worldwide behind Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and Attack of the Clones, which to be, yeah, again, to be expected. But yeah. and also this is a much more feels like a much more singularly American type of movie that feels like would appeal to us the most. And especially like we said, it was after 9-11 and this is a movie that's very heavily like New York pride and like and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And like a homegrown, like American hero, American sentimentality. Also, this movie's portrayal of New York. This is the most New York movie it's the yeah. most New York movie since Taxi Driver. No, yeah. Let's be real. And, and, and especially in comparison like to the other Marvel movies and other Spider-Man movies after this that take place in New York. Like, it doesn't feel like New York. It just feels too sanitized and stuff. This one, it feels like, yeah, like people walking down the street like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, well, I mean, no one says that because it's a PG-13 movie. But like that, that idea, that mentality, it's persistent throughout this movie and you see that in like the the montage of spider-man saving people where you get that guy he's like hey he's just like some freaky dude or something some wackaloo like yeah it's like those tiktoks where it's like new york is a simulation you know it's like what do you want to say to joe biden right now 
Hey, baby, come, come call me up. Come buy me some dinner. Hey, yo, that's literally what the people in this movie are like. <laughs> All right, so let's get to awards. We talked about the, the uh, special effects of this movie. Um, it was nominated for special effects, and the winner was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, which, of course, like we said, a lot of Spider-Man's effects don't really hold up that well. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Gollum, everything about it looks flawless yeah and it deserved and then for sound it was nominated for best sound which yeah those the the web thwips are iconic yeah. um and the winner was chicago which makes it's a musical it's a there's musical. a lot of music so willem yeah. defoe was not nominated for actor or supporting actor should which have fucking happened shit yeah I, honestly like i was wondering like what is it gonna take like when is someone who other than the joker gonna get nominated for playing a comic book character <laughs> Um, yeah. and I don't want to hear any shit like, oh, maybe Tom Holland deserves not. Shut the fuck up. Like, no, he no, doesn't. he doesn't. Um, at the bathtub, Tom Holland barely deserves to live. Fuck Tom. <laughs> maybe I might have to cut that out. No, it's fine. He's, he's fine. He's fine. God, I would really hate it if in like Infinite No Way Home they like find some stupid ways to like kill Tobey Maguire and and Andrew Garfield. Actually, you know what? Kill Andrew Garfield. Kill Andrew Garfield. Listen, Save you know, Toby. I will say this: Andrew Garfield. I had a a rough a rough uh, trail of, on the redemption arc for, for Andrew Garfield as an actor after the Spider-Man movies. But I did just watch Tick, Tick, Boom, and he's phenomenal. Like, he single-handedly, like, won me back over to being like, yeah, you know what? He is a good actor. And then the new Spider-Man movie's gonna come out, and you're he's gonna be right back in the shitter. Yeah. All right. So well, at, what other awards yeah, did it get? So at the BAFTAs, it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. At the Grammys, it was nominated for Best Score, Soundtrack, Album, and it was nominated for Best Song Written for a Motion Picture. I need a hero to save so us. What did, did it win any of these? No, it's just nominated. It's it just won nominated. It, because the winner for best song or motion picture at the Grammys was Wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. From Monsters yeah, Inc. That, that's a great song. That deserves to win. What, right. you know? At the Kids' Choice Awards, it was nominated for favorite <laughs> movie and it lost to Austin Powers Gold Member. I want to ask any child in 2002 which is a better movie, Spider Man or Austin Powers Gold Member? Not a single one of them is going to be saying Austin Powers. Did, was Mike Myers hosting that year? <laughs> God, I that don't know. Makes, if he was, it makes sense. Uh, Kirsten Dunst was nominated for favorite movie actress and the winner was Amanda Bynes for Big Fat Liar. Of course, she's a fucking Nickelodeon star, so why wouldn't she be? And it was nominated for favorite male butt kicker toby Maguire, and the winner was jackie chan for a movie called the tuxedo you never saw the tuxedo i did not jackie chan plays a guy who gets special i think i think it's he gets like special kung fu powers when he wears the tuxedo <laughs> it's a jackie chan movie it's fun yeah. they're all fun is it, is it like a kid's movie though uh, like, I mean, it was yeah. like it was PG. Like yeah, it was, it was like, like some stupid kid sidekick or something. No, he doesn't. I, I don't I, think I thought so. It was, I was like, is this a movie? It's like, oh, Jackie Chan's a babysitter or something like that. No, like, you're thinking of the pacifier. That's yeah. Vin Diesel, I think. It de he definitely did one of those movies for American like shit kids movies. He had to have. I yeah, are you thinking of Rush Hour? You know, yeah, those are kids' movies. Um, yeah, Rush Hour's a kids. Rush Hour's a kids' movie. And the empty, and this is the most important awards of all time. The MTV Movie Awards. Oh, yes. When I say MTV Movie Awards winner for Best Kiss, what is the first movie that comes into your mind? Spider-Man 2002. Yeah, it has to. This is the defining... Schindler's List. No. <laughs> you made out during Schindler's List. <laughs> we just watched that episode last night. Oh, okay. But anyway, yes. No. Um, yeah. That is, is the, that is the best kiss. Yeah. And honestly, 
sexy fucking kiss. That- Dude, like I said, a lot of little kid boners that you didn't know what to do with came out of that scene. That's a scene when you're watching the living with your parents, you lie on your stomach or you put the pillow over your lap because you don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also Kirsten Dunst won favorite uh, best female performance uh, at the MTV Movie Awards, which deserved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now our favorite moment. The memes. There the are too many. There are too many epic memes. What are some movie? of your favorite? With the, honestly, I'm a scientist we were, myself. We were going through uh, chronologically, like all of the lines and the memes that have come from this movie. Yeah, we just say like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Like yeah. that. What's your What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite Spider-Man meme? Mine is. Uh... You know, it's. I don't think you put it here, but do you remember the scene where he's fighting Bonesaw? He's like, "Nice outfit. Would your husband make it for you?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, "Would your husband make it for you?" And it's like, "Yes, Spider Man. We're in a loving relationship." And then when he goes to pick up his money, he's like, "Hundred. The bad said three thousand. He goes, "Yeah, we don't tolerate homophobia, Peter." Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody say it's like, "Oh, Peter's uh, a homophobic uh, cancel Spider Man." He was a teenager in two thousand two. Yeah. Not only that, you know what? I think it was. I don't think that it's Spider Man himself being homophobic but i know that he's taking this very ultra masculine uh sport and he knows that they're sensitive about it so he's using that against them where which he himself is, which is, mike that's that's still a little homophobic yeah. <laughs> but he's a, he's a teenager 2002 that's what they yeah. did they were they were gross i do i okay also i this is one uh my favorite uh when when it's the uh it's the image of spider-man talking to aunt may and Mar- and uncle ben and he's like you know aunt may thanks for that meatloaf that should be bussing respectfully sheesh <laughs> and then it's uncle ben sobs may what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> oh my one well, actually my favorite is probably you know how much i sacrificed <laughs> no they you, you know can't do this to me goblins lines impressive yeah. um also that the finish it finish <laughs> i don't want to fight you flesh i, don't I wouldn't f- want to fight me neither <laughs> we could just sit here quote lines back to formula back to formula oh and of course we've, i've said it a bunch of times but MJ and I, we're gonna have a hell of a time. Like, <laughs> like uh, you see, like yeah, like 420 memes, where it's like, what I'm gonna be doing on 420. MJ, MJ and I, we're gonna have a hell Which of a is time. funny because the Spider-Man cartoon also had the. The, the yes you will bring me the gas. You know that that like scene from the animated Spider-Man movie. I'll put a clip in then. Yeah. I still want that gas. Yes, and you had better deliver. Oh, and also here's another. We won't just keep going on, but uh, to. Just to finish it off, um, when you're in a threesome with your buddy and he accidentally grabs your ass, Peter, stop, stop, it's me. <laughs> when that, oh, also when she when she eats your ass from the back, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many good memes from this movie. Yeah, oh god, and and honestly, two and three also have uh have their hair. Oh, there's the diarrhea shape. face when he's holding back the subway. That one's classic. There's a lot of uh black suit Spider Man emo Peter memes that have also become uh very iconic. But anyway, yeah. So now the home media release for this movie. We've we've talked about how the DVD was an iconic release yeah, for a lot of people. I feel like this was their first DVD. They're, they're like I remember my grandfather got a dvd player the first movie he got was snow white and the seven dwarves platinum edition that was the two disc dvd probably cost like eight like 70 dollars at the time or something first movie i got was one of the first movies i got was spider-man along with like i think monsters inc monsters inc was my first dvd also. monsters inc and spider-man were like yep. my first dvds those were definitely i feel like we were in the same camp with that it released on dvd and vhs on november 1st 2002 and 
of one of our favorite things, of course, watching fucking VHS openings, watching the trailers that were attached to the VHSs and DVD. The trailers that were on here, a movie called I Spy starring Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy. You know, it's I like didn't a- I didn't remember that movie, but I do remember kids quoting the line where he's like where they, there's a scene where it's a spy movie. So they go to Eddie Murphy like you're going to be like 007. He goes, no, nah, I'm going to be 009 and a half. It's a little innuendo. Yeah. I remember I remember people quoting that. And I didn't get it when I because I was in fucking second grade. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those I'm making waffles lines, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I, I never knew, remember what movie it was from. I'm like, oh, it's from this terrible movie. Yep. Triple uh, X, Men in Black 2, Stuart Little 2, which you have uh, a, f- a very personal connection to. I mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. Stuart Little 2 was a movie. I used to spend the summers in Florida, or at least some of my summer in Florida. My grandmother had a house down there. I'd go visit her, and one day it was raining. She's like, let's go see a movie tonight. What do you want to see? I said, I want to see Stuart Little 2. We went over to this is before you could buy tickets online. This was 2002, 2001. So couldn't buy tickets online. So we went there. We went to the theater. Stuart Little 2 fucking sold out. It's the only time I've been to a movie. There are two times in my life I've been to a movie that has been sold out. That and one time we wanted to see Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. And that was also sold out. Oh, the remake with Travolta, right? Yeah, but, that, but the good thing was with that movie, I ended up seeing The Hangover instead. And that was a great trade off because The Hangover is funny. Take I a mean, Pelham 1, 2, 3 is bad. Least, I mean, at least maybe in 2009. I oh, yeah, no, because I went in with zero expectations. But going back to Stuart Little 2, instead of seeing that, we went to see the only other movie that was applicable for children. We saw Dana Carvey's Master of Disguise. Which <laughs> I dragged my the, grandmother to see the Master of Disguise. The movie that killed our former podcast. Uh, also, another uh, movie from that uh, the, uh, that's on this DVD, the trailer for Mr. Deeds, which we had covered on our I old opened the our, on our uh, defunct podcast, Crappy Madison. Yeah. And also, yeah, Dana Carvey's Master of Disguise, the movie that, that killed Crappy Madison. And we watched it. We're like, I, we can't do this. This is like the worst thing ever. Grandma, I'm sorry. <laughs> that took uh, 10 years off your life. I'm so sorry. Uh, other trailers that are on this DVD, Stanley's Mutants, Monsters, and Marvels, which, which is, is a documentary type thing where it's an interview with Kevin James, Kevin, Kevin, Smith. Kevin Smith. Why did I say Kevin James? Kevin Smith. And I mean, it's fat Kevin Smith. This it was pre-surgery Kevin Smith. It was, it, Kevin it was Smith. a comic book movie in the 2000s. Like, who are you going to get? Kevin Smith, obviously. He's the expert. Um, and- Just get Raimi. Yeah, just else? get Raimi to interview him. Yeah, what else they had? They had the singular commercial, the famous uh, Spider-Man sing- singular commercial. They had a trailer for the MTV uh, animated series, the the one that looks yeah. like the bowling alley when you get a strike. You mentioned Men in Black 2, right? Yeah, it's so a Men in Black 2. And then there's uh, an ad for the Spider-Man movie soundtrack. Uh, the movie was... There's a hero! <laughs> I feel like every time we sound more and more constipated when we sing, when you do Chad Kroger singing, it's all in your throat. It's not in your stomach. It's not in your upper register. It's all in here. They're hero. <laughs> uh, the it's blue, so good. There was a Blu-ray release of the movie, which is the version that I own. It was released in 2011, and it was released ahead of the time of The Amazing Spider-Man 1. And on that, the only trailer that's on the DVD or the Blu-ray is the trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, there was a trilogy box set released in April of 2014 of the Sam Raimi trilogy, which I can imagine was to tie so into the release. Yours, of- so yours wasn't part of a box set? No, these are just individually. I bought it them. Annoys I wish, me. I wish well, I had then, a box set. It annoys set. me even more because it says Spider-Man and there's a one on it. Like it says Spider-Man one. That annoys the yeah. shit out of me. The, That's uh, not what the movie's called. Yeah, it's it's a, called Spider-Man. It's a very, yeah, the, the, the Blu-ray cover, it's just like, 
let's picture the goblin's face, picture the Spider-Man's face. It says Spider-Man, and then there's a one at the bottom. And then I have the one for Spider-Man 2, and it's the same thing with Doc Ock and Spider-Man, and it says two. And then So it looks like these were part of a box set, and they just sold them individually as well. I, pro- I bought these at, like, some used uh, store. Oh, this is so. definitely part of a box set, then. There's no way. They wouldn't sell that No, they do sell. I mean, they do sell these Well, they do, but they wouldn't sell with the one on it. I mean, I mean, you go on, go on Amazon and uh, Blu-ray.com. They'd have these individually uh, sold. Anyway, See, this is why I don't buy physical media yeah. anymore. <laughs> I wish I bought uh, this. It was a 4K collection, but it was the, the Raimi trilogy. And it's also packaged with the two amazing Spider-Man. Is that movies. wait? Is that the one that comes in the uh, in the uh, electro head? Oh, my. <laughs> the well, big plastic. No, head. I'll talk about that when we, when we do Amazing Spider-Man 2. I know Lewis has said that he would love to do the Amazing Spider-Man 2 because yeah, the, I love DVD. I one of my favorite things is DVD box sets that just cannot fit on a shelf. Just like they, you need a special spot for them and not because they're big like the Godzilla box set that Criterion did. It's cool, but it's like it's just big no i'm talking about the things that come in like a fucking toilet like this this comes in a toilet where are you gonna put it <laughs> it's just yeah it's a big bust of it comes in a globe here's, like, here's all the movies in a globe yeah dv i feel like tv series do that a lot like the wall like the breaking bad where it's like the box set is just like shaped like the rv yeah or, or the fucking when the simpsons did that one season that was in the homer head it's like yeah. why'd you do this all right and so on the blu-ray some of these bonus features uh, and this is also the stuff that i'm like they should package these on blu-rays they had like tv specials from like hbo and vh1 and e and e entertainment like yeah, they, they had did- like an hour-long e special that aired on tv when this came out yeah and 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 in between all the commercial breaks the they cut to like let's go to e online and let's take a look at the poll results where it's like what is your favorite spider superhero and it's like spider-man batman and Superman, and of course, Spider-Man won like every poll. It's like, well, what did you expect? It's like, who's your favorite superhero love interest? Number one, Mary Jane. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and they have, of course, we we talked about the fucking the the, the blooper out reel. Yeah, it has the music videos. There's a uh, there's a documentary called Spider-Man: The Mythology of the 21st Hero. It's basically just like you know an overview of like Spider-Man from a comics perspective, which I think is pretty cool. And yeah, so we also, there's all the other stuff that's on the DVD. There is like, yeah, we've talked about the, the rate the, uh, what's it called? The, the video game walkthrough, the screen tests for the actors. Which doesn't stuff. have a Willem Dafoe one, which is so annoying. Yeah. Also, I should, uh, now that before we get to closing thoughts, I'm going to bring back that poll that, uh, we last, uh, episode, we talked about the, uh, a poll option that we added, on uh they added on spotify but i don't think anybody votes on spotify like even if they know it's there they're not going to vote for it there but i put up put it up for shits i put it up i put up the poll option on twitter of we asked last week for supersize me uh what fast food restaurant would you eat for 30 days if you had to choose and i think we said we picked taco bell because we said it's probably the most easily uh digestible it's the most samey that like you know you're not gonna you have to you know go through a lot of stuff so let's see look at the poll options so in this poll option i put i can only fit four at a time so i put mcdonald's taco bell burger king and popeyes and taco bell ended up eking it out with like 40 percent of the vote burger king hot on its tail burger king was was eat cleaning up in this poll and i was not expecting that i I mean i would if burger king still had the spider-man 2 promotion i would say burger king as well (laughs) yeah also no votes for kfc (laughs) fuck kfc dude 
Yeah. Okay, uh, the Colonel was definitely a racist. Fuck KFC. <laughs> All right, so for this option, we're going to ask for the poll option. We'll make it simple. I'll just say, I'll just put all all the movies as an option. What is your favorite Spider-Man movie? And I feel like for some and people... If it's not this one, we're beating you up. <laughs> if it's Spider-Man 2 or if it's Into the Spider-Verse, there's an argument to be made, and I would honestly... And, and not only that, I would probably side on, the, on that area. I think Spider-Man 2 is my personal favorite movie in the series. Um, and I know you, you're a Spider-Man 1 guy. Spider-Man 1 head, baby. Yeah, I, I, I'll say Into the Spider-Verse is also extremely close. Like, honestly, my top five favorite Super superhero movies of all time four like two of them are batman and five of and three of them are spider-man spider-man one two and into the spider-verse and like the dark knight and batman begins like yeah i mean the what what great choices yeah uh i'm but, inclined to agree with you those are unless you know then yeah i'm inclined to agree with you pretty much so so i'm gonna put all the options on the twitter i'm gonna break them up into two polls i'm gonna put what's your favorite spider-man movie i'll put in one of them, because you could do four per tweet, I'll put Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I guess Homecoming. Uh, and then the next one to follow up, I'll put The Rejects. So I'll put Spider-Man 3, even though I like that movie, but it's kind of, you know, it's it, it, it has a bad reputation. Uh, both of the amazing movies and Far From Home. So it's like pick the best of like the, the lowest in the series, yeah. which I would still say Spider-Man 3, uh, I would pick over any of those movies. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, so now uh, we're coming to the end of this. So I want to know what is our rating for this movie so out of ten. First, just the the merit the, of the movie, just the movie out of ten. Yes, this is like a solid nine, nine and a half. I would give this movie a nine out of ten. I've been on a solid eight my entire life, but this movie, watching it this time, bumped it up a little bit. Like, yeah, I I really love this yeah. movie a lot. Nine, nine and a half. The only thing that dings it is yes. It is a little dated. It's 2002. The CGI is not excellent. But nine, I'd even go. I'm like, I don't even know if we're doing halves. I'll do nine and a half. No, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a, a, a fucking wonderful movie. Um, I would also say, like, I think that uh, for most of my life, I had been at like an eight because I'd always been afraid. I'm like, oh, is this movie actually good or am I just too nostalgic? Do I have too many rose colored glasses? But watching it this time and like analyzing like all the things that it does right. And especially in comparisons to like superhero movies today, I'm like, no, this is just an all around great movie. And I love mostly absolutely. everything about it. Absolutely. And I can watch absolutely. it forever. Um, so now let's get to the marketing of the movie. This one. It's a little bit of a of a tricky one. I don't know where where it'll I don't end think on it's this tricky, one. Mike. This is gonna be my first perfect score. Ten ten out of ten. 10, out of 10. It 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 got everything right. I went in expecting a Spider-Man movie, a simple Spider-Man movie. What did I get? A simple Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with the marketing. It did not deceive me in any way. It, it you know, it, 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 it I think the movie did even better than the marketing said it would. So I don't even know. I don't even know if I could count that as a negative. That is just a positive all around. That is a 10 out of 10. And I also think that um all of like the added stuff like I understand like like the the 9/11 uh reaction where it's like a lot of the stuff that needed to be like pulled from in compare in in hindsight but watching those like that poster that that Spider-Man poster with the twin towers in his eye that's an iconic movie yeah. poster I'm not even going to ding the movie for that it wasn't their fault No yeah happened. and and also like that that trailer like that is a great I love trailers where it's like you know it's a thing where it's like what is this movie? I don't know what it is yet until it like reveals it. Like, yes, this is a Spider-Man movie. And then there's that reaction. Like I can imagine that like when it's like you're watching it in the theater and you don't know what it is. And then you see the web and you see Spider-Man. I can imagine people fucking screamed their faces off when that happened. And I love, and I love moments like that. And you don't get that anymore because 
everything now is so highly publicized you know what movies are coming out and like all the trailers are online anyway there's never that like you know immediate there's never that like awe-inspiring like reaction like to seeing yeah. it in the theater the first time um i think for marketing I, I I think I don't know if I'm going to go 10 out of 10 on this one. Why but not? I, I, here's the thing. I don't know. I think it's just a gut feeling. I'm going to just play it safe. I'm going to give it a nine uh, because, yeah, like I said, it's it's not misleading. It's like all of the like the classic great moments that are highlighted in the trailer. It's nothing too spoilery. Um, and and yeah, that's that's a rarity for Spider-Man movies like Spider-Man movies nowadays are so notorious for just showing the whole movie in the trailer, um, especially the amazing Spider-Man movies. But we just really hate the amazing Spider-Man yeah, movies. Honestly, like I, I I honestly like I have such disdain in my heart for those movies. They're horrible. When we do, I think you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is going to be it's 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 a foregone conclusion it's going to happen at some point we'll give it a little break we don't want to do another spider-man movie so soon but it's it, that's gonna happen i will put off that movie till the end of time because i just don't want to fucking watch that's, it that's <laughs> right no I, i've already decided i'm getting lewis for that one that's that's a him movie yeah so count me out of that one yep. jesus all right so plugs and sign offs so where are we going uh well i i have an instagram that's not really active anymore it's western celebs and japanese ads you could find it um i haven't updated it i update it when i want and sometimes i forget it exists but there's some fun stuff on there send me uh if you know any you know western celebrities and japanese ads send me i'm always open to suggestions i'll post them yeah. they're very fun do you want people to find follow you on your regular uh instagram <laughs> I mean, you could. It's um, Slavoj underscore vibe check. It's S L A V O J underscore vibe check. It's a shitty joke. It's funny, but um, yeah, that that's my Instagram. If you want to follow me, I don't post anything crazy. All right, all right. and uh, for me, you could find me on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at the Kino Man. And <laughs> I can't believe you scored that name. Yeah. And uh, you could follow the show on Cinema Marketing Podcast on Instagram. That's where I post the stories of like all the marketing materials and I put it in the highlights so you can see all the stuff that we're talking about. And on Instagram, on, on Twitter, we are Cinemarket Pod. And that's where I'll, I'll retweet some uh, some old stuff that I find on Twitter about it. Uh, and so... For our next movie you will not be joining us for this next one but we have a very special uh group of guests joining us next week it'll be uh we've already had lewis uh on the show he joined us for our godzilla episode but uh his co-host from the gory picture show brandon hardy he is gonna be coming to new york to meet us in person and we're gonna record in person a cinema marketing episode with our friend brandon and it is gonna be on uh a bit of an infamous movie uh from recent years and I'll play the trailer for that and we'll have a lot to talk about and it'll be really fun talking about that with them. So uh, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Adios. Coming soon to theaters. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport, but you are. Are you aware that people believe this is a real thing? It was a joke. Wasn't funny. The last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't First Amendment me. Why you? You must have done something. What kind of sick people would even think of something like that? White people. We're the worst. 